2: A reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com and brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we chat with Agriculture Minister David Merritt about Ottawa's new $32 million Indo-Pacific Farm Trade Office, agribition, and the passing of Canadian Cattle President Red Schellenberg, suddenly on last Friday. We also talked with the president of APAS about his presentation yesterday to the Commons Committee on Technology. Ian Boxall wants to ensure farmers have the right to repair their own farm machinery. We look at rising food prices and inflation. And we talked to a 10-year-old exhibitor at Agribition who sold a cow last week for $49,000. The farm weather's in its usual spot.
0: This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director, Jim Smalley.
2: Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water, You'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your farm fresh water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Saskatchewan farmers are expressing support for Canada's first ever Indo-Pacific Agricultural Office. Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bobo says the office will receive almost $32 million in funding to support expanded farm trade in the Indo-Pacific region. Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister David Merritt welcomes the announcement.
3: We're uh, you know very glad to see that the Federal government has made a commitment to uh, obviously a trade in, in this in this region. It really does just help pull into line with our offices. We have four in the region with India, China, Japan, and Singapore so uh, obviously we see some great opportunity for us that's why we've opened those offices and uh, we can see you know a collaboration here where we can uh, obviously work uh, with the federal government, but it's good to see that they they see the importance of this region. And the importance that, that it brings to Canada on the trade side. Is this
2: a big market for Saskatchewan?
3: We see a great opportunity here. We really do, and I think it even showcases uh, when you look at uh, agribition, you know, and the and the folks that were here from you know from that region as well. So uh, we just see it as a as a great opportunity. We're starting to see a lot of the uh, you know the companies here in the province of Saskatchewan are starting to do some business into that area. Uh, we're seeing trade grow in Vietnam and things like that. Japan is obviously. Uh, very big customer of ours that we really want to build on that trade. So and that's why in Singapore, uh, India, we see obviously the growth is, is really growing there as well. Uh, we've done trade missions there and I'm sure we will continue just because we see the importance of India to obviously not just to the pulse sector, but there's uh, there's other opportunities as well.
2: China is a bit of a wild card. It's been a big market, but there have been some issues there too.
3: Yeah, there has. And, you know, uh, we're always concerned, but I mean, China still buys product. And, uh, but, you know, all we could, all we really like to do is be able to work with the companies that do business there and just to ensure that, uh, you know, there's no challenges around that. Like we've had in the past with trade challenges with a couple of the big companies here in the province of Saskatchewan. So, you know, we'll continue to work with those companies. I think our trade offices are, are very important for these companies to be able to use those trade offices. To obviously, build relationships. But if they do have challenges or concerns, we can obviously assist when we have all boots on the ground.
2: Agribition was on last week—a very busy week. Your general thoughts on the show?
3: I, I thought it was fantastic, Jim. I attended the show virtually every day. Uh, uh, the only day I didn't get there was Saturday. But uh, it, it's, it's a great opportunity. It was great to see the a lot of kids in in the facilities again. A lot of exhibitors, again, a well-run show, you know, by Sean and the the board and the entire team. But as I've said, and I'll continue to say, it's amazing the volunteers that they get to really help out to put this show on, you know, on the world stage. And it really is when you see so many countries there and delegations. I I was going through the barns and I I saw a a contingent from Mexico talking to some, uh, some breeders about some stock there as well. So it's good to see that.
2: I'd like a comment, if I could, on the passing of Reg Schellenberg. He's, uh, of course, president of the Canadian Cattle Association, and passed away suddenly on Friday. Your, your thoughts?
3: I'm very, very uh, saddened to hear of Reg's passing, and my condolences go out to Reg and to his entire family. I, I was shocked. I had a, a good visit with Reg and his wife on on Wednesday night at the premier's uh, reception here at the legislature. And Reg has been a strong advocate. The livestock sector for the cattle industry here and in, not only in Saskatchewan but Western Canada. Uh, I've had the privilege to know Reg for quite a few years now and I just want to um, really it, it, it shocked me when I heard it but uh, Reg has been on the calls with many of the calls that I made to the industry all through uh, COVID when we were dealing obviously last year with the drought and and the challenges we had around that around the cattle industry and he was a first-class gentleman, a great advocate for the uh, livestock industry and particularly the cattle industry, but he will truly be missed, be missed. That's
2: Agriculture Minister David. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley
0: on 620 CKRM.
2: This portion is brought to you by Connexus Credit Union. Saskatchewan's General Farm Group appeared in Ottawa yesterday to highlight the right of farmers to repair their own machinery. President Ian Boxall spoke to the Commons Committee on Industry and Technology, pointing to the need for farmers to have access to the computer programs used in their equipment.
4: So it was the industry and technology committee, and it it was researching Bill C-244, which is the right to repair on equipment and all sorts of stuff, from your dishwasher to your cell phone to your car to your tractor, all of that. So I presented to them that, you know, as long as there's been farmers and farm equipment, farmers have fixed it, and that needs to continue.
2: What are the current regulations around that kind of thing?
4: I think there's some regulations around the fact that the ability for farmers or third-party repair shops to get access to some of the software is limited. So you buy a new combine and then you are not able to diagnose it yourself. And I think that needs changed. You get out in the landscape here and you get two hours from the closest dealer and how sensitive our time is and how short our seasons are, we need to be able to have every tool in the toolbox to diagnose and fix our equipment as we see fit, right?
2: What kind of reception did you receive?
4: No, I think it was positive. I think the committee, from my take on the committee, I think they agree that that is probably a right of the equipment, of the person that's buying the equipment. And in the same token, I don't want to discount that the manufacturers have have done a great job of developing the technology and the stuff that we use now in our equipment. But in the same token, we need to be able to do to repair it in the most effective and efficient manner possible.
2: And trying to get somebody out in the field to do a repair or when... Time is of the essence, or you're in the middle of a snowstorm, it's it's something you want to fix yourself as quickly as you can.
4: Absolutely, and time is the key thing here. You know, we know that a day lost in in seeding or in harvest can result in quality, quantity and and dollars lost to the producer, And, and anything we can do
2: to alleviate that is important. I understand you'll be making another presentation to further clarify and say your support for farmers' right to repair their machinery?
4: So the APAS is in the middle currently, Jim, of putting together a brief that we will submit to the committee with just expanding on everything I talked about yesterday at the committee more in depth about the farmers' right to repair their equipment.
2: So you want farmers to have more access to the software and computer programs being used in the equipment?
4: Absolutely, so that they could diagnose. And yes, there's some equipment now that, you know, the dealership can phone in remotely or log in remotely and diagnose. But let's be honest, that only works if you have adequate cell service. So in areas of the province where you don't have cell service and you bought that equipment with that technology, it doesn't work. So yes, farmers need to be able to diagnose, and whether that is through computers or however, they need to be able to diagnose their equipment with what's wrong with
2: it. Ian Boxall of Tisdale is the president of APAS. The farm group holds its annual meeting Thursday and Friday in Saskatchewan. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assinavoya and Schlamps Integra
0: Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM.
5: Realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio we're at Grow Canada in Ottawa, Ontario and I'm joined right now fresh off the stage from his uh, opening keynote here on day three is Jack Bobo Jack, uh, give us some of your background uh, very, very quickly to introduce yourself to the audience that has not heard you before
6: well, I am currently at Nature United, and it's a it's global affiliate. I'm the director of global food and water policy, and so I have uh, fisheries, agriculture, and freshwater teams that report to me. But I also spent
5: 13 years with the U.S. government and the State Department working on global food policy. So you had five key messages from your, your presentation this morning, and, and, and doing it a very... Uh a matter of fact, opening and I, I, I felt it was very welcoming to all sides of the discussion when it comes to which direction agriculture and the food system needs to be headed. One of your key points was things are getting better, but not fast enough uh, related to things like world hunger and the food system being broken. Uh, explain that a little bit. Yeah. So I, often I hear people talking about our broken food system. And, you know, my first question is, well, if
6: it's broken, when was it not broken? And I look back in time and it's it's just hard to find a time where things were actually significantly better than they are today. You know, if in terms of childhood mortality, we're at the lowest point in human history. Uh, in terms of undernourished people, things are dramatically lower than they would have been 20 or 30 years ago. And so... The fact that 800 million people go to bed hungry is totally unacceptable. I mean, we need to do better, we need to address that, but we need to also recognize how far we've come. And that in general, things are good and getting better, not bad and getting worse. And that's a really important distinction because if things are bad and getting worse, that means farmers aren't doing what they're supposed to do. If they're good and getting better, well, that tells me that farmers are on the right track and we just
5: need to help them move and accelerate their gains even faster. How do you think we get to this conclusion because like, we we've heard from a couple speakers have talked about you know the it's, it's broken. We need to fix it. So how do how do we get to that con- being one of the conclusions is it, is it basically to uh, awaken people to the fact that there there are there are some issues that need to be dealt with or what how did we get there. Well, I, I think people are just, they're looking at the
6: problems and they're using today as the baseline. So 40% of all the land on earth is already devoted to agriculture. They land a cropland the size of South America, the land of pasture land the size of Africa. I mean, you know, that's pretty stark. 70% of all freshwater is going to agriculture. I mean, you know, that, that's, a, that's a big deal. We have rivers that are running dry. So, so the problems are real and you can see them. And that's part of what makes people feel like things are moving in the wrong direction uh, because we don't want those things to happen, deforestation and others. But, you know, it's a question of whether or not in general we're moving in the right or the wrong direction. And that's harder to see unless you like
5: change the aperture and you zoom out so that you can see where we've come from. Words do matter. You mentioned that presentation. We have a lot of words floating around. Regenerative agriculture, sustainability, natural. Uh, It's hard to figure out kind of what all this really means. And to each individual person, there's going to be a different definition. Uh, You mentioned sustainability is a journey, not a destination. I, I like that one.
6: Yeah. People often ask, well, what is sustainable agriculture? And I tell them there's no such thing as sustainable agriculture because agriculture today is just wild. Wildly better than it was 20 or 30 years ago, and it will be wildly better 20 or 30 years from now. So, we're on this journey, and we should recognize that. And, you know, there are farmers that are doing things in ways that are, you know, ahead of their time, and there are people that are still kind of farming the way they were 20 or 30 years ago, and so we could do better there but it's that, that recognition that what farmers often talk about as good management practices is what environmentalists mean by sustainability we're just using different words to talk about the same thing
5: yeah and the thing is human nature is is never to sit pat that's just not how human history has worked at all not you know, not only in agriculture but across many different industries and topics
6: yeah absolutely i mean some of the stats that i've given you know the the resources necessary to produce a bushel of corn you know between 1980 and 2011. I mean, there are 35% fewer emissions to produce that bushel, 40% less land, 40% less energy, 50% less water, 60% less erosion. And so, you know, those are all things that happen, not because policies, not because consumers demanded it, but simply because farmers wanted to do a better job on their farm every day.
5: This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's
0: your agro weather forecast on The Source 620. C-
2: The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Cloudy today with 30% chance of flurries near noon, then partly cloudy. Winds up to 15 km per hour. Temperature falling to minus 26 this afternoon. The low minus 35 tonight giving a wind chill of minus 34 this evening and minus 52 overnight. Tomorrow, mainly sunny, blowing snow in the morning and early in the afternoon. Wind south, 30, gusting to 50, becoming light in the afternoon. The high, minus 15. Wind chill, minus 52 tomorrow morning, minus 23 in the afternoon. The low, minus 18. Thursday, sunny with a high minus 11, the low minus 14. Friday, sunny, the high minus 9, the low minus 11. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high minus 9, the low minus 11. Sunday, cloudy, 40% chance of flurries, the high minus 9, the low minus 13. Monday, cloudy, 40% chance of flurries with a high forecast of minus 12. Normal high for this date, minus 7, the normal low is minus 18. The sun rose at 843 this morning, it sets at 456. Tonight. And currently, around the province, the hot spot is Estevan in the southeast corner at minus 20. The cold spot, Meadow Lake, at minus 32. Estevan, once again, the warm spot at minus 20. Saskatoon minus 31. Swift Current minus 28. Weyburn minus 23. Yorkton minus 26. Regina, sunny with some light snow. It's minus 22. That's seven below Fahrenheit. Winds are from the east at four. Humidity is 68%. The perimeter rising, 102.4. Drifting snow in Moose Jaw, minus 25. Winds are from the west at 22. Once again, Regina, brilliant, bright, sunny day with some light snow in the area. It's minus 22. That's seven below Fahrenheit.
0: This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News
2: Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com, And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. Canada's food price report predicts the average family of four will be spending an additional $1,065 on food next year, which works out to a 5 to 7% increase. The report is an annual collaboration between four Canadian universities, including the University of Saskatchewan. Associate Professor Stuart Smythe says on-farm and processing costs are rising, but other things are adding to the bill as well at some of the transportation numbers and and they're saying that a little earlier in the fall there was 15,000 truck driving vacancies and they expect that to rise by more than double come spring. So the fact that you've got containers and then a lot of those will be food containers sitting in ports
7: for an extra day or maybe a day and a half to get that driver, that contributes to the higher price that we end up paying. And and that's something that uh, I think a lot of us as consumers
2: just really don't take into consideration. Another item many consumers did not consider until now was the percentage of income spent on food. You know, with the median income being, you know, in that 65 to, say, $70,000 range, with a
5: household of four spending $16,000 on groceries, it's certainly
2: getting higher than it, you know, 20 years ago it was maybe 8 to 10%. And, and I would say now in, in a lot of households it's it's probably getting closer to 20%. Other items affecting food prices include the carbon tax and geopolitical disputes such as Russia and Ukraine. Many, though, the Russian-Ukrainian war would lead to higher fertilizer prices. However, for some products, it has not. Josh Linville is a fertilizer market analyst with StoneX in the United States. Russian exports have been solid. Chinese exports are picking up. European production has improved because their natural gas price has gone from $100 an MMBTU down to $30, $40 a ton range. The market has fundamentally shifted. Not only that, we see global demand also making uh, decisions as well. We see farmers that have been pulling back on their decisions for nitrogen because of the high price. That's helped alleviate some of the price. Fossiline potash. Linville was in Saskatoon last Thursday for the Prairie Oat Growers Convention. The Chief Operating Officer at Empire says his company is not profiting from inflation. Pierre Saint Laurent, whose company operates Sobeys and Safeway stores, dismissed the allegation. Here he is speaking to the Commons Agriculture Committee through a translator.
1: Many believe that retailers deliberately profit from inflation. I can't speak for other retailers, but I can assure you that this is completely untrue in Empire's case. In the vast majority of cases, the increase in retail prices reflect the increased costs demanded by suppliers. As we've said in recent months, and as our quarterly reports indicate, sales and profitability have remained broadly stable despite accelerating inflation. While we receive hundreds of requests for cost increases from our suppliers every month, we are committed to rigorously evaluating each of them reviewing all cost factors affecting suppliers to ensure that each request is factually justified in order to minimize the impact on our customers. Unfortunately, current conditions are such that our suppliers have no choice but to ask retailers for significant cost increases in order to remain profitable. Canadian farmers, in particular, are impacted by the current macroeconomic environment. Many farms would be in serious jeopardy if retailers did not accept their requests for increases.
2: Meanwhile, rising prices will push food security and affordability even further out of reach for Canadians a year after food bank use reached a record. You're tuned to Saskatchewan
0: Agriculture Today on The Source 620
2: CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small-town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com A 10-year-old girl made a big sale at Canadian Western Aggravation last week in Regina. 10-year-old Bryn Stepler and her father, Andre Stepler of Miami, Manitoba, had entries in the Agribition Charley Sale. Bryn Stepler explains further.
8: So I sold my cow Gabby 546H in the Agribition Sale for forty-nine thousand grand.
2: Forty-nine thousand dollars. Now, what breed? Charley. Charley, male or female?
8: Female.
2: So who was the buyer?
8: Chad and Stacey Stacy Mathies. From where? LaSalle, Manitoba.
2: From Manitoba. So they knew the cow going in. Yeah. So how do you feel about selling your cow for that kind of money?
8: Um good. I it's a lot of money. Um yeah.
2: Well, let's ask Dad. What's Dad going to make sure, what happens with the money, Dad? <laughs> well, d- definitely, this was her show heifer for right till the calf was young. So she's been with this cow
5: for a very long time, and she didn't want to sell her. But it's the reality of the agricultural world that
6: we raise them, we sell them, we produce them, and that type of stuff. So she's worked so hard on it, and she's
2: she will reinvest back into a new one, so into a new heifer. And then she has to put some aside for college or university, for sure. Have you thought what you want to be when you grow up? It's a little early to tell, I know.
8: I'm a cattle farmer.
2: So you love cattle ranching? Yes. Yeah. What kind of breeds would you look into?
8: Uh, Charlie Angus, Semitol.
2: Dad, what do you run? What kind of uh, ranch do you run? Yeah, we run about 500 purebred Charlay cows, and then we actually just implemented an Angus, a black Angus cow herd and a semitol cow herd, so we're definitely very busy. Do you keep, then these are all purebreds? Uh, yep, they're all, the, the mass majority are all purebreds, but we do have some commercial cows just for recepts for embryo transfer and stuff, yep. Ten-year-old Bryn and her father, Andre Stepler, had entries in the aggravation charlotte sale last week in regina the commons agriculture committee is reviewing bill s227 it's aimed at creating a national food day in canada for the saturday of the august long weekend the idea first came about nearly two decades ago after the bse outbreak in northern alberta Within hours, our international customers shut their doors to Canadian beef. Some would say the impact of that still being felt today. Author Anita Stewart and others stepped forward in those early days of the crisis in 2003 to promote Canadian beef domestically and help local producers. Stewart passed away two years ago, and now the Senate Agriculture Committee wants the day recognized each year nationwide. Ontario Tory MP John Nater introduced the bill in the Commons months ago and spoke about it as important to the Commons Ag Committee recently. I think the sheer uh, ability
8: to share a meal to break bread with those around you, whether it's with a family member, whether it's with a neighbor, whether it's with a community gathering, whether it's with a complete stranger. I think that ability uh, to share a meal together, to, uh, to, to bond over that uh, that shared experience, I, I think is so important. Um, one of the uh, events that I, I like to attend every year in, uh, in my riding is uh, uh, a, a meal called to Stratford with Love, and it happens before Christmas every year. Um, 1,800 people come together and share a meal, and it's like a large family dinner where you come together, uh, share a meal, meal together and get to know people that you frankly have never met before Uh, but to everyone in that room it's it's you're you're all neighbors you're all family you're all coming together i think the ability to share that bond over a meal is is so important i think frankly uh sometimes we've lost that in in recent times especially with the challenges of the pandemic for the last two years that ability to come together and and share share a meal together i think is so important
2: that's ontario tory mp john nader bill s227 will likely make its way back to the Commons shortly and, with no opposition to it, receive royal assent soon afterward. That means the Saturday of the August long weekend next year could become the first National Food Day Canada. Coming up, Market up. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Market update is brought to you by Freeze Tommen Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tommen has been your trusted building materials supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tommen in Regina and Fort Capel. And Farm Fresh Water, they'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. And Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea, looking for the perfect vehicle, they'll find a match that exactly fits your agriculture lifestyle proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for feed barley fell $10 at $352.87. Canola rose $4.90 per metric ton at $839.12. Number one red spring wheat went up 30 cents at $407.43. The rest were unchanged. Durham, four hundred ninety-four dollars eighty-two cents per metric ton. Chickpeas, nine twenty-five ninety-five. Flax, six eighty-two ninety-eight. Lentils, seven fifty-two fifty. Oats, two thirty-nine thirty-two. Yellow peas, four sixty-six twenty-seven. And feed wheat, two hundred eighty-nine dollars fifty-six cents per metric ton. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, hard red spring wheat for March went down. Two and a half cents at 8 dollars ninety-nine and a half cent. and a
0: half cents. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source 620 CKRM.
2: The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock at 842-4574. Now, the latest
7: livestock quotations. AMSL 7,200 hogs Monday. Selling a range of $201 to $213 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,600 head, selling in a range of $202 to $213 per CKG. Ham's cash flow price today is down, and four contract prices opened lower this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar was down 35 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3532. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 73.40 cents U.S. Due the U.S.-based cash prices are lower, with the Western Cornwall down $2.20 U.S. 100 weight, while the national formula softened $0.17 cents relative to the previous day. The net value of the pork cutout has seen some week-over-week pressure, but it still remains at the second-highest value for the marketing week on record, in part supported by hams and picnics, where the daily reported value yesterday came in higher than every weekly benchmark going back to August of 2021. While picnics only make up about 11% of the total value of the carcass, its influence on net price is muted, but the primal has been steady to higher since September. It's once again higher than the summer highs and is supporting the total net value. Lean hog futures opened lower this morning with additional pressure being applied as the trade progressed later in the session. After last week's volatility, futures are back to trading within the range that was being established at the beginning of November. Aside from last week's volatility, the trade has been very technical for over a month as the fundamental picture has not changed significantly.
2: Well, that's the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, but now let's have the latest livestock quotations.
9: This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of December 6th. Our last regular sale was on November 23rd. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.78 cents to $0.88. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.65 cents to $0.77. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.50 cents to $0.65. Heiferettes sold from $1.25 to $1.50. And good butcher bowls sold from $1.15 to $1.33. We had a bread cow sale here on December 2nd. Good dispersal cows sold from 17 to $1,975. middle aged dispersal cows sold from 13 to 1700 All other bred cows sold for butcher price. We had our last pre-sorted sale of the year on Monday. 300 to 400-pound steers averaged $2.88 and sold up to $3.21. 400 to 450-pound steers averaged $2.89 and sold up to $3.16. 450 to 500-pound steers averaged $2.85 and sold up to $3 dollars and 16 cents. 500 to 550 pound stairs averaged $2.75 and sold up to $3.06. 550 to 600 pound stairs averaged $2.62 and sold up to $2.89. 600 to 650 pound stairs averaged $2.56 and sold up to $2.72. 650 to 700 pound stairs averaged $2.51 and sold up to $2.61. And 700 to 800 pounds Steers averaged $2.37 and sold it to $2.52. Heifers were about 45 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a group of 500 pound tan steers at $3.06 a pound. A group of 550 pound tan steers at $2.89 a pound. A group of 600 pound tan steers at $2.72 a pound. A group of 650 pound tan steers at $2.60 a pound. And a group of 700 pound tan steers at $2.52 a pound. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too.
2: And in Regina with sunny skies, it's minus 22. That's seven below Fahrenheit. Coming up, the resource This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report
0: on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley.
2: Now the resource report brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. Premier Scott Moe is jetting off to Washington, D.C. for a trade mission. He'll be trying to sell Saskatchewan's minerals and talk global energy concerns. says the U.S. is an important market for Saskatchewan. Exports to the U.S. rose 51% from $13 billion in 2020 to almost $20 billion in 2021. Saskatchewan's top exports to the U.S. were crude oil, potash and canola oil. He says Saskatchewan has occurrences of 36 of the 50 commodities on the U.S. critical minerals list essential for global economic security and a low carbon future. Critical minerals are used in the manufacturing of batteries for powering portable electronic devices and electric vehicles. And rare earth elements are poised to play a significant role in the economic growth of the future. Saskatchewan is home to the first of its kind minerals-to-metals rare earth processing facility in North America. The Premier returns to Saskatchewan on Thursday. On the markets, the TSX has fallen 150 points to 20,091. The Dow has dropped 227 points to 33,719. Oil has fallen 221 at 74.72 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 73.20 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon.